Hello and welcome to Good Counsel Retreat House in Waverly, Nebraska. My name is Father Gary Coulter, and we're very excited today to have you join us for the first Saturday of May, and also, of course, have the Marian Sisters of the Diocese of Lincoln here with us. So just want to always invite you to check out our website, goodcounselretreat.com, and our upcoming, we have virtual online retreats almost every Saturday this month, and, and of course, always go back for recordings as well. And, and then we'll turn it over to the Marian Sisters. Good morning. My name is Sister Serena, and I am a Marian sister, as Father said. And uh, myself and Mother Anne Marie will be giving the two talks. We have some other sisters joining us here for singing. But as Marian sisters, we wanted to just kind of share with you what we have over our time as Marian sisters and, and in particular with our relationship to, to Mary. So why don't we go ahead and begin with a prayer. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, come. Come fill this room, this chapel, all of the homes in which our retreats are in. Come fill us with your peace, with your joy with your love. Holy Spirit, we want to know your spouse, Mary. We want to know her more. So we ask that you take us deeper, take us into that relationship of mother. Jesus, in your name, we command anything in our rooms, in our homes that does not bow down to you to leave right now. Father, send out your blessing upon us. And we ask all of this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I am very excited to be talking to you this morning about Mary. And out of all of the titles of Mary, Cause of Our Joy, Mystical Rose, Queen of the Angels, Mother of Mercy, I think my favorite is just simply Mother. Everyone has a different devotion and a different title, but I like Mother because that's what she is. Her mother loves you unconditionally. She accepts you as you are. She gives you her undivided attention. And she hopes to make a house a home. And that's what Mary does. And there is something very special about a relationship between a child and its mother. And on earth, this, potentially, this has the potential to be one of the closest relationships. So why should it be any different with our Blessed Mother? I would say I've always had a good relationship with our, with our Blessed Mother, I guess. I've never really had to think about it. It just always has been. And, but about two years ago, I had a split second encounter with Our Lady that moved me into an even greater, uh, deeper relationship with her. I was attending a, what is called a school of healing down in Jacksonville, Florida, ran by the Marian Servants of the Blessed Sacrament. And at the school, we learn how to lead others through inner healing prayer, while at the same time, we ourselves are receiving um, time for our own inner healing. And it really is a good school. And at one point during the week you were there, you are given about a two-hour prayer period, just you yourself, with your small group leaders to be led through more intensive inner healing. And my prayer session went well. Uh, the Lord showed up, he did a few things, and had that prayer session been all that the Lord did for me, I would have come home very happy. But the following morning, I was in chapel making meditation, 
And it hit me so powerfully that at my prayer time the night before, I was being ministered to by God the Father and by Our Lady. Now this thought hit me so strong that I just started to cry and all I could experience was gratitude. I wish I could give you what I experienced there, but I don't even know how to explain what happened, but it was just a split second. And I realized how close Our Lady was. Yes, it was Diane and Father Bill leading me through the prayer, but it was really Mary and the Father. So what I was experiencing was just their outpouring of love, their personal love for me. Again, I can't explain it, but my relationship with our mother and with the father has changed drastically. And I'm even to say probably more so with the Blessed Mother. That night, Diane was the one leading me through my prayer session while Father Bill, he was the intercessor. So it was as if God the Father was really kind of putting Mary in the forefront, helping lead me. And for whatever reason, he knew that I needed Our Lady at that time. I have prayed through that experience, gone back to that experience many, many times. And I've come to realize that Our Lady has always ministered to me throughout my entire life. And this is the same for all of us. When we experience love or help or acceptance or are treated in an incredibly kind way by another woman, this is our mother. She just happens to be working through the woman right in front of you. It's probably easy to dismiss that thought, thinking that's, that's really not how our mother works. And I think it's easy to dismiss because it's too personal, it's too close. But our mother knows you and she takes interest in you. So why wouldn't she be trying to show you that love in any way that she can? So needless to say, this experience led me to a whole new depth of my relationship with Mary. She was everywhere and was nurturing me and I found myself wanting to be near her, wanting to be in her presence, just wanting her more and more. And this lasted probably for over a year. And then I received a flick from the enemy. Yeah, I show up at some point. And I began to wonder, was I giving Mary too much attention? The thought that I was pained me. The thought of having to back off from my relationship with her hurt. But I feared that I was putting her above God. So was I making her too, too much? I shared all this with my spiritual director, and she directed me to read the book, True Devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. And I believe I had read the book before, but when I started reading it, it was like it was the first time I had read it. And my mind was put to ease when I read this particular passage. She, Our Lady, is not like all other creatures who, if we attach ourselves to them, might rather draw us away from God than draw us near him. The strongest, the strongest inclination of Mary is to unite us to Jesus, her son. And the strong, strongest inclination of the son is that we should come to him through his holy mother. So as I'm reading this book and questioning if I'm giving Mary too much attention, I go on a pilgrimage to Fatima and Lourdes. Yeah, go figure. That's how God works. Uh, we landed in Portugal, but we did not right away go to Fatima. Our first stop was at a church that had a Eucharistic miracle. So this host was a bloody host that had been contained for over 700 years. So Jesus came first on this Marian pilgrimage. The second, when we went to Fatima, uh, we sat as close as we possibly could 
to the apparition site and there's a statue of Our Lady. Now I was trying to see the statue, but right in my line of view was the processional cross. So Jesus was like kind of in my way. So I had to like try to get around him to see Mary. And then when I went outside, I wanted to take a picture of Mary on the Basilica, beautiful gold statue. So as I hold up the camera, I'm trying to focus, but who's there? Jesus, his gold statue. So I had to kind of move out of the way again. So I'm like, good heavens. Okay, Jesus, I get it. You, you are attaching me to Mary and Mary will attach me to you. There's no way I'm putting Mary above you. It was just a kind of his little way, kind of our lady's little way. She's okay with me being close to her and he is okay with me being close to her. So I returned home and I was living off the graces and then another flick from the enemy came. Why? Why do I need this closeness with Mary if I want to be close to God? Can I just go to God? If God created me the way that I am and he loves me just as I am, then why can't I just go straight to him? Why do I need Mary? The truth is, is that I can go straight to God. But what I found myself contemplating was whether Mary was changing me before she was presenting me to the Father. Almost like being me wasn't good enough. And she had to kind of, you know, uh, do a makeover on me before I could go to the Father. God only knows how to be a good father. He created fatherhood and he is the best father. And if he is the best father, then that means Mary has to be the best mother. Mary doesn't say, you're not good enough. You're not enough for the father. No, she takes you by the hand and says, I'll take you to the father. And in fact, we'll go through the back door so that you can get extra close. She's a good mother. And when I, what came to me then was when I was in kindergarten, first, second grade, my mom would come to school and we would walk home together. And we lived about a mile and a half outside of town, small town in Kansas. And she would hold my backpack in her right arm and she would hold my hand in her other hand, in her left hand. And I would be close to the, the ditch, the side of the road, so that if a car was driving crazy, she would get hit first. I trusted my mom on this. And I trusted her so much that sometimes I would try to walk the mile and a half with my eyes closed. If could I do it? Of course, I would always pee just a little bit. Or sometimes I would see if I could walk only on the white line of that road. And of course, the whole time I'm just blabbing and telling her about whatever. But where was she taking me? She was taking me to the home of my father to the home of my dad. The front door would be locked, but the back door would always be open because, well, it was Harveyville, Kansas, so nothing going on there. So she would just take me through the back door, right into the home of my father. And that's what Our Lady does with God the Father. She's not trying to change me or make me into someone I'm not. No, she takes me through the back door of my father so I can be even closer to him. I'm not having to stand at the front door and knock or ring the doorbell like, Dad, let me in. She just takes you right into his house, right beside him. She's a good mother. And the more I have Mary right beside me, the more the Holy Spirit will come. Because again, from St. Louis de Montfort's book, we read, when the Holy Spirit, her spouse, has found Mary in a soul, he flies there. He enters there in his fullness. He communicates himself to that soul abundantly and to the full extent to which it makes room for his spouse. So the more I have Mary, the more I will have the Holy Spirit. 
And the more I will grow closer to our Lord. So this idea of am I giving Mary too much attention? Why do I need her? She's always, because of that, she's always leading me closer. And the Father will come. Jesus will come. The Holy Spirit will come. Yes, you could go to Mary without, or you could go to God without Mary, but how much harder the way is. How many more crosses, how many more difficulties. But if you take Mary by the hand, it's much more peaceful. It's more tranquil. It's more probably enjoyable. And I've always been close to Our Lady, partly because I've always had a good relationship with my own mom. My mom was the one who taught me how to pray the rosary, and I saw her love for Our Lady. However, I know some of you didn't or don't have the best relationship with your mom. And I know that that can sometimes make getting close to Our Lady difficult, and I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry if that is one of the reasons. But I also know that there might be others that have caused you to hold Mary at arm's length. If this was an actual weekend retreat and you were here in person, we would be praying through some of that. But since it's not, just try to take your arm down and let her come. How she wants and when she wants. Mary wants you to experience in a personal way that she is your mother, that she loves you, that she's a good mother. She doesn't manipulate, she doesn't hold grudges. She doesn't make you into something you're not. No, she's a good mother and she can be trusted. It has been said by some of the mystics that the reason why John the beloved disciple was the beloved disciple was because of his relationship with Mary. They say that Jesus saw how close he was to Our Lady and that's why he was considered the beloved and that's why Jesus loved him so much. And isn't that what we want? We want to be close to Jesus, so we have we get close to his mother. When I, again, was a little girl, probably preschool or a bit younger, uh, my older siblings were all at school, so I had some, a couple of years at home with my mom by myself. But she would make me take a nap, and really she was doing it because she wanted to take a nap. And more often than not, my mom would wake up before me and sometimes to wake me up, she would then start singing my name. Oh, Serena. My mom was usually in the kitchen and I was upstairs in one of the bedrooms sleeping. So she had to sing my name somewhat loud and sometimes it was multiple times. And she would keep singing it and singing my name, Oh, Serena, until I joined her in the kitchen or in the living room where she happened to be. She wanted my presence and I loved it. And I loved it when there was you know, maybe some fresh cookies or popcorn or some afternoon snack. But I love just hearing her beckoning me to come to her. She would keep singing my name until I joined her. And isn't this what Our Lady does? She shows herself to us through other women in a thousand different ways. But she also calls out her name with a sweetness, a gentleness, a kindness that only a mother can. And sometimes she calls once or twice, sometimes very loudly, to wake us up so that we join her where she is. Because where she is, Jesus is. And she's always leading us to him. And when we wake up and go where she is, it's always, it's always very sweet. It, it might not seem like it at first because we're groggy and we don't want to be awake maybe, but it is always for our good. There wasn't a greater purpose. Why, why would she wake us up? But that's what she wants. She calls out your name. 
my mom's purpose for waking me up was so that I would sleep at night. Um, but I loved hearing my neighbors. So what room is Mary calling you from? Where does she want you to go join her? Hear her call your name. Just imagine it. How does she say your name? Remember, it's never condemning or angry or sarcastic because she knows you through and through as only a good mother can. So where is she beckoning you? What part of your heart is she asking you to meet her in?